Vamos. Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you minute number 75. Brady, how are you doing this Monday morning? Doing good. I guess uh, it's a good time to say that we're getting really close to the end here. Uh, for Ghostbusters Minute, aren't we? Yeah, about, um, what, 20 minutes or so? I, I don't know the exact minute count of it, because you and I are trying to figure that out right now, because we're trying to get uh, some guests on for the last couple of shows, and I don't want to say anything yet, because there's nothing really in stone yeah. yet, but uh, we've been talking to a few people, and uh, yeah, it, it, should, should, it, it should be pretty cool, but uh, it's also kind of uh, bittersweet, because we're here, you it know, is. like that Boys to Men song, at the end of the road, and... Uh, yeah, that's what know, came to my mind, too. I can't let go. So. I mean, now that we've found love, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? There you go. That's heavy D and the boys, though. You know that, right? Damn it. Okay. No, I know. I know they sound like a Michael Bivens uh, joint, but they're not. Okay. So, well, you ready to get on into minute number 75? Yes, please. Uh, I convinced myself, by the way, that in somewhere in these next five minutes that Larry David was in Ghostbusters, and I spent like an extra long amount of time looking for him. Couldn't find him. I think I was getting Larry David confused with Ron Jeremy. Hey, that uh, that happens. It happens. It happens. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump on into minute number 75. Now, in the previous minute, we saw the Ghostbusters walking into the mayor's office for a meeting when on the sudden and strange supernatural happenings in New York City, the mayor has asked Walter Peck to come forward. At minute number 75, Walter Peck tells the mayor that the Ghostbusters are consummate snowball artists. He said that they use a sense and nerve gas to make people think that they are seeing ghosts and create a business for themselves by eliminating the problem with fake with a fake electronic light show. At 7510, Ray Stance tells the mayor that everything was going fine until Dickless here showed up and shut the grid down. At 7516, Walter Peck tells the mayor that the Ghostbusters caused the explosion. The mayor asks the Ghostbusters if this is true. At 7521, Peter Venkman says, yes, this is true. This man has no dick. At 7525, Peck charges at Venkman and has to be stopped by the other Ghostbusters. The entire room gets involved and breaks up the fight. At 7531, as the fight is broken up, Venkman chimes in with, well, that's what I heard. At 7535, the mayor starts walking, asking around for advice on what he's supposed to do now. The mayor agrees that this is no light show that they saw that morning. At 7540, the fire chief chimes in and states that he has seen every form of combustion known to man, and that whatever he saw this morning beat the hell out of him. At 7546, a gentleman with a map of New York City showing the epicenter of the paranormal activity looks over at Walter Peck and tells him that the walls in the 23rd precinct were bleeding. He asks Peck to explain that. At 7550, a cardinal with the Catholic Church... I'm sorry, Archbishop, right? Mm-hmm. I, I get all this confused. And Archbishop... According to the credits. According to the credits. Archbishop, Archbishop with the Catholic Church walks in and greets the room. The mayor immediately stands up and calls him, Your Eminence. Venkman and Winston share a funny glance. At 7558, the mayor kisses the Archbishop's rings. The cardinal... The bishop asks him... How are you, Lenny? And thus ends minute number 75. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of getting into the end here. We're kind of setting up how the Ghostbusters go from getting from jail to from being public enemy number one to being the heroes of yeah, the day, right? So they've been torn down, which they will be tear, torn down a couple more times before they finally end everything on a high note. But uh, they've gone from in jail to the mayor's office to try to explain what's going on because this is the moment of no return where everyone says, okay, this is beating out all possible physical uh, phenomena that we know of. We have to go ahead and use Occam's razor here and say maybe it is something of a supernatural nature. Yeah, and... Uh... I mean, you know, we're also seeing Peter's ability to, you know, he is the born businessman and he's just continuing to use that skill uh, in order to save the day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So 
Uh, there's a nice shot of of Winston rolling his eyes when Venkman tells the mayor that Peck has no dick. Yeah, it's no, like that it's is just funny. kind of like oh, you know, like what are we getting ourselves into now? Like we had just gotten back out of jail, and I'm going to end up in jail if this guy keeps doing this. So, um, is Peck implying that everything in New York was just a part of the Ghostbusters light show? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, and this is even after. Well, obviously, you know, he's going to continue to try and cover his ass and go according to his story. Right. And this is after he has seen the containment unit blow up and. You know, all of the stuff shoot up out of the sky, uh, which all of New York has now seen. So there is no... Yeah, that's the thing. It's like if he's sitting there implying that, okay, these people have a sensory nerve gas light show to trick everything. It's like, dude, how do you do it on that scale? Like, do you think he actually believes that at this point? Or is he just trying to go along with his own version of the story to not get in trouble? And he's probably so blinded by how pissed off he is at Venkman that nothing matters. You know, he's... Nothing matters. You know, he's just going to continue to just try and try as hard as he can to pin this guy and have him thrown back in jail. So uh, that's that's how I see it. Anyway. Yeah, I, but I when there there's the guy with the map and he has his hand in the twenty third precinct and he's I never noticed that he's looking directly at Walter Peck when he says the walls in the twenty third precinct were yeah. bleeding. How do you explain that? Like the room has had enough of this. Yeah. At this point, everybody in the room's like logically this defies everything that we can come up with. This has to be something else. Like, are you trying to convince us that this is a light show on the scale of all of Manhattan that these guys have put together? Yeah. So he's Peck is now like really, really, really going out of his way to uh, demean everyone in the room and, and basically say like, I can't believe you're all listening to this. You're all idiots, which makes it all the more legit when makes it all the more legitimate when Mayor Lenny says, get him out of here. Because it's not just a matter of like, okay, well, he's wrong. So let's get him out of here. Or he's being a jerk. Let's get him out of here. It's this guy has come in here and told all of us, all of us officials that we are wrong and we are idiots for believing these guys so yeah but again uh you know um at, at this point the the city officials are trying to figure out what's going on and figure out is this something that's actually happened or is this a uh a subject of mass hysteria so do you, are you familiar with like mass hysteria uh go into it well you know i guess one of the more famous uh mass hysteria incident incidents would be like the salem witch trials you know, when uh, witchcraft was something that uh, in you know early Americas they thought was like a real thing and some people actually were, you know, put to trial and killed over it. Uh, or, uh, you know, the satanic panic of the uh, late 80s, mid 80s, where a lot of people had um, uh, charges levied against them of like uh, child abuse and r- ritualistic satanic uh, abuse. But it was like there was hardly ever any evidence to implicate these people and that kind of stuff, but a lot of people serve jail time. But let me just give you a little background on the Salem witch trials real quick. Um, perhaps the most famous case of mass hysteria, this is, by the way, is coming from uh, viralnova.com, a uh, top 10 uh, situations of mass hysteria uh, that have gone on. Uh, but the Salem witch trials are perhaps the most famous case of mass hysteria. In 1692, four young girls, Abigail Williams, Betty Paris, Ann Putnam Jr., and Elizabeth Hubbard, all claim to have be having strange fits, which the clergy assumed was a sign that they had been fraternizing with the devil. And so witch trials began, and a total 25 Salem citizens were executed for suspected witchcraft. So this is kind of like a situation like that, you know, where one person might 
start seeing something and then other people are convinced they're seeing something at the same time because not because they necessarily want to see something, but their minds kind of process it like if you're not seeing this, then you're not the new normal now. So then they start having like mass hallucinations. And there was actually very recently, do you remember a couple of years ago, something called the Charlie Charlie Challenge? No. So Charlie Charlie Challenge, when I heard about it, I started thinking like, I recognize that it was a hashtag, Charlie Charlie Challenge. And it was something that was popular in South America for generations, and it took off recently with the Charlie Charlie Challenge hashtag. The game involves asking questions of some kind of supernatural being called Charlie Charlie, and Charlie Charlie is supposed to answer by directing the movements of a pair of two pencils which are on top of each other. I'm going to show you how this grid looks. Do you see that? Yeah. It's two pencils on top of each other. Uh, on the upper left-hand side says no. Lower right-hand side says yes. Lower left-hand side of this cross says yes. And upper right-hand side says yes. And basically, when you balance these pencils on top of each other, they start to roll just because that's how gravity works. You know, And you would ask a question, and which way it would roll would mean, is it a yes or no Kind of like a Ouija board. A lot, like exactly like a Ouija board. Uh, so, uh, so that's how they're supposed to roll in 2015, four young people in Tijuana, Colombia who sent, were sent to a hospital after believing they had been possessed by a Charlie, a similar thing happened to teens in the Dominican Republic. So it's really weird how like you can look at this and you can say, uh, you know, this is, this is just bizarre. Like why are people freaking out about that? But, uh, it's, it's something recently there was a few years ago, there were, um, a few young women, I can't remember where this town was. It was here in the United States. And I saw a lot of documentaries about this. Aaron Brockovich, the attorney who was in the movie Aaron Brockovich, right. actually got involved in this because apparently in this town there was a chemical spill. And then 30 years later, a group of young girls at a school started having like nervous tics they couldn't control. And you'd see them interviewed on stuff and they'd be talking normal. And then all of a sudden they like throw their arm out or throw their head to the side and they couldn't control it. Uh, doctors came and looked at all these like 10 or 15 young women and were like, there's nothing physically wrong with these women at all. Like we, we can't explain what's happening. It was uh, chalked down to mass hysteria. So anyway, at a situation like this, the mayor's trying to figure out, uh, is this mass hysteria? Is this a uh, New York-wide Charlie Charlie Challenge situation? Or is this uh, you know an actual supernatural event? And that's what we're about to get into in the next couple of minutes is he has to make that decision. You know, Do I cause mass panic by sending the Ghostbusters and the army out to deal with the situation? Or do I just sit back and try to let it solve itself? So it's really kind of a... He's in a very... Uh, precarious situation here. He is the Pontius Pilate of the movie, if you will. You know, he can. Uh, the decision is all in the mayor's hands at this choice at this point. Um, one thing I really do like about this uh, whole sequence here in the mayor's office is, um, you know, we we are here in like the headquarters of all of the factions of departments yeah. that make this city run. You know, and we're dealing with um, the governmental faction. We are dealing with religion. We're dealing with uh, safety of different, like, policemen, firemen, all of this. And none of them can come to any kind of conclusion. None of them can find a plan or any way to work together on this. The only people who can make this happen are the Ghostbusters. So we've got another situation in an Ivan Reitman film where all the government is just kind of standing there with their head on their hand, their hands on their head saying, like, we don't want to, we don't know what to do. We need to call in the private sector to figure this out, right? Yeah. And so I just think it's funny that this thing that's been laughable this whole time uh, is now, one, publicly adored, and two, being um, trusted in by the people whose opinions matter most. Yeah. And they're saying, listen, whatever the hell's going on up here, we're going to put you on it, and we are just doing this based on faith. Yeah. And it's interesting you know, that you've got Mike, the archbishop, is the one who's kind of like giving it credence uh, when Mayor Lenny, the guy with the final say, is... Yeah. Um, Looking over at him. He, and he's in a few, him that in a few nod, minutes, so. he looks to to Mike whenever the decision's finally made. Mike just kind of gives him this little nod, and he's like, "All right, that seals it for me." You know? Yeah. 
So, yeah, but uh, it's some really funny stuff. It's like a couple of the most memorable lines in this movie here. You know, like, your, your honor, this man, or, you know, yes, this, it's true. This man has no dick. I wonder how much of that was in the script, because that is just the perfect dry response to the mayor's question that Peter Venkman gives him. You know, is this true? This is true. Your man, this man has no dick. Yeah. So speaking of, um, speaking no of Mike, no. the Archbishop, uh, the actor is Tom McDermott, who was a stage actor, and his career in stage went all the way back to like when he was a teenager. And um, as far as his movie uh, credits are concerned, he was in The Crucible. Oh, wow. Much Ado About Nothing. The Crucible, which was about the Salem Witch Trials. There you go. He was in The Crucible. Much Ado About Nothing and Jumping Jack Flash with Whoopi Goldberg. He was in so, Jumping Jack Flash? Yeah. I just really? love that... Uh, you know, that yeah. list there. Yeah. And then he played the, the Archbishop in Ghostbusters. Yeah. He is he's pretty great, though. I do like his performance. He's so nonchalant about it, you know? Just kind of walks in and he's like, uh, I don't know what's going on here. I, the church won't take an official stand on it. All right, well, that kind of wraps up minute number 75 here. So, again, uh, the majority of the time this week is going to be spent in the mayor's office, kind of surrounding the Ghostbusters with this, you know... Uh, what gets them to the top of 55 Central Park West. Uh, and there, like I said, there's some actually some great lines in here. A couple of the most famous of the entire movie are said in this mayor's office. So we'll be back tomorrow with minute number 76. Uh, we're furthering on this uh, mayor's meeting and maybe the last we'll see of Walter Peck. No, actually, that's not true. We'll see a little bit more of Walter Peck here in a little bit. So, all right, folks. Well, Brady, you ready to get out of here? Let's do it. All right. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door. Time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.